Bob, how you doing? Uh, welcome to Weekly Games Chat. My name is Sean. This is episode 353. Uh, yeah, we, uh, if you haven't, if, you, if you've never listened to this show, you have stumbled upon what is basically the greatest podcast about video games ever. Uh, but you know you can't ride solo. We're not we're not Jason Derulo's here, John. I need to let you know who Jason Derulo is after the show. And that's right. I'm here with other folks like John, who I'm going to go ahead and say hey to. How you doing, John? What is music exactly? <laughs> How you been, man? I'm good. I um, I'm just about headed up to here with one of our co-hosts. I'm just gonna leave that. I'm just gonna let that lay. Does his does his name start with a C and, and ends in a Riss? <laughs> uh, speaking of C Riss, uh, how are you doing, sir? That's a good tie dye shirt you got on. And before you say hello, that's my reminder to people that we are live on Twitch.tv. You could join us on Tuesdays for the recording. And also, if you only podcast listen, right? There's going to be comments we make, and that's because they're chiming in on Twitch. So shout out to our Twitch chat, and shout out to Chris. How you doing, buddy? John just is jealous of my opinions, thoughts, and love. Thoughts and prayers? Oh, not yeah. this is not the right time? And then I know who Jason Derulo is. <laughs> do you do know who Jason Derulo is, don't you? Yeah, he's the guy who did that Han Solo song for the Star Wars Connect game called I'm Han Solo, I'm Han Solo. Uh, only, only, I can't believe you did that, but, uh, only because you just brought up, we brought up music again. Um, and, and because I am a DJ, that's right. I'm a DJ, uh, a real DJ. I'm only like the world's most okayest DJ, uh, DJ K Slay passed away. I wanted to give thoughts and prayers to that. If some of our listeners know who that is, you're immediately cooler. I'm just saying, but yeah, here we are once again, episode 353. That's like seven away from 360, which is like five away from 365, which is like a year. If we did a show a day, <laughs> we wait, right? Because there's 365. That's crazy math. I don't math well. It's fine. It's fine. I um, don't math well. I, I don't. Um, I've been I've been in a world that's not real uh, for for a while and stuff. Kind of like the land of TV or anime. And what I've done there is I've thrown my two friends off because this is, see, this is our intro time where we do things like talk about anime and TV. And I did it again because they're like, who's he going to? We don't know. So what I'll do is I think I went with John last week. I didn't. I went with you last week first. So we're going to go always with Chris with me. <laughs> second. Yeah. And we're going to, I need to know. So the, the, the thing I have here in front of me, it says, it's like when Ron Burgundy said, I'm. Ron Burgundy? And that's because it had a question mark on it. So I must read this as John watches anime? Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my, uh, my brother-in-law came to town over the weekend for Easter Sunday to see, uh, to see Nana, you know, because she's getting on up there. And he brought along his three girls. Um, and I was kind of hanging with Lauren most of the day. She's like the the middle the middle child, um, and she's she's about I I think gosh, twelve or thirteen. I don't remember. It's hard to keep track. Um, but she's she's kind of become this um, obsessed with anime, 
and she was just showing me anime for hours. I was, I was like, can we just talk about something else? But she was showing me anime clips of all the anime she's watched. I'm like, you are, you are insanely passionate about this. And a couple of them seemed very interesting. I mean, we've heard of attack on Titan. Obviously we've seen the video game releases that they come out with it. It seems annually, but that's probably not true. So she showed me a few clips of attack on Titan. It was weird. But it was interesting. She talked about sword art online. She talked about this, uh, this one called, um, I think called Hunter Hunter or something like that. Um, and she, and she's, and she's pretty obsessed with a bunch of anime. She watches anime like obsessively and whether it's dubbed or what, she doesn't care. She's just, she just absorbs as much as she can. So some of it looked interesting and I'm like, you know, I might, I, I could, I could see myself giving attack on Titan a, tr- a try and seeing what this is all about. But, um, you know, I was like, you know, I did the whole thing. Well, have you seen Avatar? <laughs> You know, and she was like, "No, I've never." I mean, people who love anime don't seem to know what Avatar is, even though Avatar is technically technically not anime. Per se. Correct. My even, my favorite, even though, anim- even though it's Japanese style animation, so I think it. I think it's. I think it's fine to call it anime. Uh, One Punch Man's the greatest. Yeah, I said One Punch Man to her, and she was like, Psh, "Whatever, dude." One Punch Man. You know why he's awesome? Because he it's can like- one punch you. No, it's like Chris and his. It's like Chris back in the day with his music. Yeah. If it was mainstream, yeah, he kind he kind of scoffed at you. One Punch Man. That's the, the with with anime kids. If you like One Punch Man, yeah, you're lame. And who's the guy that's um, made of rubber? Oh. What's that guy? He's made. Of, he's like has a straw head on, and he's made of rubber. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Ugh. that kind of stuff. That's mainstream. It's like these these anime kids are very snooty about their anime. They want to watch. They want to like that anime that you've never heard of. That kind of thing. So, so I've never heard of. Hold up, hold up. Chat saying you're muted. Yeah, it's fine now. Um, How do we pay this producer? I can't money in the world, and he tinkers. I haven't actual recording. How long have I been muted? Who knows? We've all been muted. He's gonna (laughs) say something like, "It'll be fine in the show when when they hear it." Oh my god! Oh my god! I'll cut this all this out so they'll this, never know. See, guys, you understand what I'm saying now. My first comment of the day. Yeah, you said it. You let off. This is validation. So, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> in Twitch, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen in the um, you know, podcast world, you're gonna hear everything and then hear us do this tangent. But John had a brilliant story about so, anime. So anyway, I think I'm just. I think I'm gonna start with Attack on Titan. That seems to be the most safe for me. And then we'll go the, from there. I think the first but, season is on Netflix. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Though some would say that, you're not I, being I true Netflix. because you're watching it dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. And and the and she was explaining the story. It was nothing like I thought. So the Titans, she showed me footage of the Titans and they're these nude people, these large nude people running around like this. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And I don't you, understand it yet, but I'm sure I will. You need to play the Dragon Ball open world game. What was it called? Kakarot or something like that. Dra- Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Kakarot. It was. Kakarot. It was. It starts from the early days. It's pretty. It's yeah, pretty you, fun. You, you were pretty hype on it. Yeah, and then another. It was back when we were like, you know, 
you know, what, what's the term they use in video game companies where they're like working them all the time that's how we used to be on the show we had to like play the next game play the next game play the next game yeah and mike says mike says he would recommend sword art online and had chris not muted the the whole thing he would have heard me talk about it but i but i take your recommendation my wait friend. mike watches anime what like is it what? anime or is it something else with an h <laughs> <laughs> well i got an update uh I basically, uh, how many weeks ago did we cover Tunic, Chris? Three or four? Three? Yeah, it's three. Almost a month, right? Well, I uh, I recently d- uh, beat Tunic. Um, I have not 100%ed Tunic. I know a lot of Dude, people I, gotta, I hang out with are no, like, blah, no. blah, blah. I give Sean credit because I originally He's finishing beat it games this year. And He's finishing games. I've got time. I've, I've, I've backed off the DJ schedule just a tad. So there's weekends I can I can play some games. So I have to give awesome. credit because you know I beat it as far as the initial what you get the first time when you beat it, and after Sean beat it, I kind of told him what I understood there was more to, and mm-hmm. he went back and did motivate me enough to go ahead and and do it yeah. too just to see what it was complete. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted to see because I found out there was there was an ending, mm-hmm. uh, and you're kind of like that's it, <laughs> and then there was a a true ending which which it really if there was like a, a cupcake that had icing on it that would be what the icing was for if sure. tunic the game was a cupcake the icing is the that true ending you get fantastic uh and i told chris i wanted and I, I told john too today that i kind of wanted to update my richard on that we think i gave it a nine back in the day like an 8.5 or a nine yeah it was it's yeah. a 10 now it is a yeah. it's a game that if all right first of all if you own uh game pass if you have an xbox or pc i think it's on both am i right fellas mm-hmm. yeah oh, oh, it's on uh, pc and yes i don't it's know on both game pass you have to play it all right and it's going to give you why don't i just sound like coach nick Saban? all right uh you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do this you're gonna look at it and you're gonna see a fox with a tunic and you're gonna get some zelda vibes right mm-hmm. you got to tell yourself it's not zelda it's got zelda vibes but it's not zelda uh, the bosses are going to be hard. Uh, they just are, and but it, I like this kind of game versus like a Dark Souls kind of game boss or Elder Elden Ring. I probably would feel the same if I beat the bosses in Elden Ring, like I did beating the bosses here, because you do die a few times, a handful of times, maybe a hundred times on a boss. But when you, you finally beat it, it, it feels so good. You definitely um, had a few. I remember as we were watching that. And you, a learning I, process. Look, <laughs> you, well, you were hanging out with me a lot. And you'd tell me, you'd say, one night I think you were a little tipsy and you were super nice. It was awesome. And you were like, you got this. I've seen the progression. And I'll tell you right now, guys, uh, the final fight is not the hardest fight, I don't think. I think there's a boss uh, maybe one or two before the final fight. But the final yeah. fight is... It, the final fight, it, it'll, it, you're going to get so mad. And I want to hear about it. Maybe maybe this is a toss-up for emails or something like that if you beat Tunic and you know what I'm talking about. But so yeah, if John was just nice to me, he would learn that I can be really nice and helpful when they're playing games to my friends. Yeah, you kind of are. What, I, what, what, what? Yeah, you just got the bus backed up and ran back <laughs> over you for no reason. You guys have like, there. you've framed me over twice in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he really has. He like literally 
Yeah, he started the episode off. The first thing they heard was like, I hate Chris, is what yeah. John said. Remember that time I muted Chris? No? Okay. I muted us all. Yeah, we were all we were all <laughs> I could feel your negativity coming and I did the world a favor it's like on we, stream. we gotta stop. We gotta stop. Uh <laughs> that is so oh so we have a personal friend who knows a personal story. Mm. Uh we refer to Mike a lot. There's only one Mike. Sorry about any other mics who listen, but this mic is our mic. And he reminded us that Chris being nice to you, John, was when he deleted Diablo 3 stuff. That's not what that word says on there. <laughs> I'm not sure what game is. Yeah, Diablo I don't know what Delalo is. <laughs> Delalo 3. He needs to tighten that up. But I want to play Delalo 3, but what about the first two? And actually, I was doing something, <laughs> trying to do something nice for uh, John when and his wife when I accidentally did that. And apologized. And Wait. tried to... Uh, run her character back right with john to get back to where it was can i just can i just tell you about that to chris's credit i mean he's right he he would run me um through different characters every other night or so um to to get them up to like uh what is it paragon level or something like that and so chris 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 would have his uh his necromancer and you would hear him off camera i mean (laughs) off off camera um (laughs) <laughs> you'd you'd hear him you'd hear his character just wreaking hell on the enemies and the enemies you swear you could hear occasionally please god help us <laughs> it was amazing i mean it was just hilarious hearing all that noise when he's not even on screen with you he's just 100 100 yards ahead of you just destroying it's probably fine uh speaking of destroying um as far as TV watchage, I think Chris destroys the TV watchage. Yeah. And he's going to tell us about how he watches a lot of TV because there was some good stuff, a uh, teaser that came back because uh, they're kind of not in a pandemic. We are, but not like we were. Right, yeah. Chris? I was just going to highlight, um, you know, right before the pandemic uh, started, like there were three shows that I felt outside of something like a succession, you know, that had a comedy, could also have drama vibes, and just were, were really creative TV that were all hitting their marks. Um, that kind of got derailed for through COVID, and in the case of Bob Odin and Kirk, a heart attack. Um, they're all finally back, and I've been watching them. One one will be back this Sunday, and it's already I could see getting praise on the level it was when it left. Uh, which is Barry, which is the uh, show with um, Bill Hader, where he plays a hitman who kind of decides he wants to leave the business, so he just randomly joins an improv acting group. Uh, ran that, by that's, that's how I would leave. Hey, ran by Henry Winkler. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, and and it just goes from there. And man, oh man, that show just continues to get more and more interesting uh, as time goes on. There's some very memorable characters on there. The second um, I think was probably one a lot of people were hyped on when it started out and it felt like for whatever reason, because it wasn't breaking bad on day one, they might've dropped off and now is about to wrap up, which is premiered last night. And that's better call. Saul's started its final run here. Um, If you only watched maybe the first season or two, I think you often might forget that Breaking Bad, the intensity and the seriousness of Breaking Bad didn't really hit 
as often as it did in its final seasons, the first couple of ones. Not to say there weren't important things, but it was an escalating thing here. And um, very much uh, if the last night's first two episodes and the end of last season were any indication, we are in for a very chaotic uh, final set of chapters. I think they said they've broken this up into two groups. So we'll get like the first seven chapters here and then... I believe in July we'll get the final seven ep- episodes. So all the uh, previous seasons are now on Netflix. So if you want something to watch, maybe check that out. And if you have AMC plus or just have AMC on TV with the DVR, go ahead and record them and you'll be able to follow along with us in real time. And then the other big one, which I think, I think might be the best creative show on television right now. Um, though I will say it's probably not for everyone. Atlanta, which is a show that in theory is about Donald Glover being the manager for his cousin who is a rapper named Paperboy. But really, it's just a kind of like Ted Lasso, like the rap part of it isn't what drives the show. It's just an element of what goes on in their lives. And then he kind of mixes it in between these kind of David Lynch parable episodes about commentaries on everything from society to just randomness in it. Um, And then also just the actual characters themselves and how they're growing and adjusting and dealing with issues that are consistently in front of them and the choices they make to get to where they are. Um, You know, there's, there's already been five episodes this one season. And I think, there's probably an episode that might be one of the most divisive on television I've seen in quite some time. And I don't mean that in the sense of, is it good television more of the content it's willing to speak about? So if you want something that's maybe very off the cuff and will kind of shock you in what's willing to say, go, uh, go check it out. Uh, I have not watched severance yet. Punkhead, by the way, on Apple, but it is on my list of things coming up very soon. Yeah, I'm glad you saw that. That was pointed out in chat. Also, our friend Mike, once again, reminded us that the second part of the final season of Ozark starts this month, as well as the Mayans. The Mayans trailer's been running. There's a bunch of good TV. It's good, and it's good that TV's back uh, because they're able to film in a little safer environment and get some things done. But uh, thank you so much, so much, so much, so much, so much uh, for listening to our intro. Um, So if you're new to the show, what's going to happen now is you're going to hear some cool music in a minute. And then we're going to cover a topic. Uh, So it's like intro, then topic, and you'll get the vibe. And welcome to everybody who listens week to week. We appreciate you. Uh, Hearts go out to you guys and all all that stuff. So if you guys have nothing else to add, we shall get to going. Okay. Yo, welcome back to the show, or if you just got here because you, you know, on your phone or whatever, came right to here because you wanted to hear about this topic. Uh, however you got here, you've you made it to the topic time of the show. We appreciate you. So now I shut up and I let Chris do a thing he does where his voice sounds cool and he talks about, or he says what the topic is. There it is. Uh, the topic is...
Mas Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh <laughs> we you if you were here last week and you listened to the show last week, you were there. And now it's it's a thing. Yeah, this week it's Moss Book 2. And and the reason we're talking about it quite simply is because we talked about Moss 1 and we wanted a little more time to play Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga. Honestly, this was a must play for me. Uh neither one of my friends give uh you know, I think Chris I think Chris either played Moss 1 or he it was on his radar. John doesn't like VR, so he for just me, likes me talking about it. I just didn't. <laughs> these games have always premiered on PlayStation before they've come to to Steam yep. VR. So that's the yep. only reason why I haven't played it. Yeah, and that's and that's fair. Is this I the have, first VR title we covered on the show? No, the first Moss. I don't know if it no. is the first one we did. I I want to say we did the. F- we have to go look. I know not the first VR game on the show. No. Uh, ever I, do... talked, I think about Vader Immortal. I talked about Sniper Elite VR. Well, those I thought might have came after Moss 2 because Moss 2 right. or the original Moss was like in 2018. Yeah, 2018, 2019, right? It's and the then, reason I got a VR, the first Moss. I don't know if we ever covered Beat Saber or. We did uh, my PlayStation. Uh, I can't think of it now. The game Tetris like Effect? Movie. What is it? When was Tetris Effect? I don't know. That was also a VR game. Yeah. But eventually it's not now. But yeah. But you might yeah. be right. It might be the first one we did live. I, Blood I and remember. Truth was until I'm going to tell you guys this. Um, so when you pull up PSVR games, right? One of the first ones that come up, Astrobot Rescue Mission, mm-hmm. it's one of the newest ones. That one's amazing. Uh, the game that I loved and was really one of my all time favorite games, VR or not, was Blood and Truth. I, I've never felt like I've felt in a game like blood and truth and it surprised i think when i made, it made like my top list on that year 2019 i think it was um i got iron man vr right before my wreck so i never got to play it and then and then they put like resident evil 7 as technically a vr psvr game we all know that you can play it in vr but i beat it flat first so um but moss book one was uh it came out in 2018 I want to say it was around February. Let me pull it up. I think it was because I think it came to PC later. It eventually did come to the PC VRs, and and it was the reason I got a PSVR. I got I think I got it for Father's Day, so the game had been out a little while, and uh, I fell in love with this game. It is, it is such a, I, 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 the right word was going to escape me, but it's so cute. It's, it's, you're reading a book, you know, and you feel like you're involved in that book. So your imagination, if I were to tell you there was a fighting mouse, uh, you know, with squirrels and armor and, and you're like in forests and, and just like what kind of villages they would be in and housing and just think of things in a tiny perspective, uh, that Moss one kind of introduced you to that world and, and just to kind of give you that plot, you, you, you find yourself as the player, you're called a reader. And when you first started Moss one, one of the iconic scenes, the main character, her name is Quill. She turns around and looks at you. And that's a big deal because not every mouse sees readers. Um, And then as you play the game, you transport yourself through these pages 
that are in this big hall. And then as the, and that's kind of how it told you the story. You would it would it would literally tell you the story and show you imagery. And finally, if you flip the page, it would turn real white and you'd kind of dive into the next part. Uh, and then you begin your adventure. And eventually you you get to the final boss, of course. And it's I, I'll never forget seeing that snake in Moss One. Uh, there is something uniquely frightening about seeing a menacing thing in VR that you have to fight. Uh, when I played the Vader series, I talked about how like I felt like Darth Vader was in front of me. And until you feel that, you don't know what I mean. Because imagine Darth Vader in front of you, but the real one. Uh, I, when I, I mentioned earlier that I played Iron Man. And when you put on the Iron Man VR, you put on your PSVR, your screen looks like it would if you're Iron Man. It's super cool. Uh, sniping and Sniper Elite. I played both in PSVR. Uh, and then I brought up that I played it in meta. I actually, you know, and I'm being honest, I prefer VR games, I think, with something like a meta quest. Yeah, I'm saying it like that now instead of Oculus Quest uh, or Quest 2. And it's because of the freedom. It's because of the freedom. Uh, There's no wires, but you do have to change batteries like in your controllers. That kind of sucks, right? Uh, But the the, the graphics were better. Uh, Things ran better. And I asked myself recently, uh, I think as, I forget why I asked this question. I think it was in the intro, but I said, is Moss 2 going to be my last PSVR game? And I meant that because I don't know what's on the horizon. Uh, I'm buying more VR titles and quests. Well, Horizon is on the horizon for VR. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I I read daily about you know the. I thought that the, was PSVR two though. Yes, yeah. that's that's what I'm getting at. Like okay. I'm eventually so, going to play you. Gotcha, gotcha. PSVR two games, but that's going to be in the future. What's going to come out that's going to be exclusive to PSVR that I have to play? Yeah. Hmm. Hi, uh, Chris. Weekly Game Chat. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering, um, did you notice this running better now that you're on a PS5? Yeah, Versus yeah, for PS4 sure. And that's a good Pro? intro to kind of where I was yeah. going. Perfect, perfect question. That's called a lead in. That's great. I've noticed all of my PSVR games running better on the PS5. And it's probably because of the teraflops or whatever it has in it. So with Moss 2, this isn't the first time I've played a, a PSVR game on a PS5. Uh, the caveat, if you decided to do that, ladies and gentlemen, you had to get an adapter. And Sony gave it to you for free. So your PSVR camera, which was the PS4 camera, would work with your PS5. And that's, of course, important because of the technology. Your PSVR has lights, and that camera captures lights. The PS5 camera does not. Uh, so once you kind of get that situated, your PSVR runs like normal. And Moss 2... Uh, I, it came on my radar and I got excited about it because I remembered Moss one and how it made me feel granted that was four ish years ago. Now I did not play Moss one again before I played Moss two. Uh, but I'll tell you this, um, at $39, both games, I think are sitting at that price point. So 40 bucks, you're going to get two of the, if you play VR games, I think two of the best games you can get in VR. Uh, even especially if you got to play it on the MetaQuest, and eventually you'll get to play Moss Book Two on there. But the PSVR, even with its quirks, with having to have the the light tracking and and things that it has, uh, it's it's absolutely stunning. It's amazing, and I'll tell you right now, the Book Two is while it's not the greatest, you know, sequel of all time, 
from a series perspective, it is it is definitely more than just a step in the right direction. It continues its single player action where you control the main character Quill. So if you want to look at that as a spoiler, she didn't die in the first game. Duh. Is she related um, to Peter Quill? I don't I I no, I don't think so. She does some pew pews, but that's about it, I think. Um but she's back. And and what's cool about this game is it did take you immediately to the end of the fight. So your first fight, you kill this thing, you're right back at the scene of the crime, but now you're in a different perspective. Uh, and you find yourself literally picking up the story. And I kind of vaguely remembered what we were doing. Uh, she has an uncle she's very close to, and and that uncle had got captured. And you had to kind of see what you were going to do as far as his life and what have you. And you had to fight a snake. It was epic. Uh, but when you kind of start the story again, you find out that that was the beginning of evil. That's kind of like the first bad guy. It's always it's like a pre, snake. It's like, it's like pre-Thanos. We haven't met Thanos yet, but this guy was pretty bad. Uh, and then a, 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 you've, the story is, it has, its, it has its ups and it has some really good beats, but I felt myself kind of going, all right, are we going in this direction, this direction? But it, it stayed together. It was kind of like when you put bread in a meatball, the meatball stays together. <laughs> the story stayed together, okay? Um, you know, it's awesome to see Quill back. It's, it's awesome. Like, to be, <laughs> you see, you see these quotes on the back of video game cartridges. It's yes. like bread and a meatball. <laughs> it's it's going to be bent back together. What? It's like, it's like bread and a meatball game informer. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would totally buy that game. But, the, and what I mean is at some point I realized that the, the bad people in this game are going to hunt you or kind of start looking for you because you hold something they want. And I don't quite remember how we got the things, um, you know, but eventually we did. And eventually you kind of put together a plan of what you're going to do, um, you know, to do it. And of course, unlike any game ever to me, uh, VR games try to do this from this first person perspective where you, I'm not sorry, third person where you're looking down at the character you're playing. Uh, Polyarch, that's who published the game. They have this, really unique ability to make Quill look at you and have emotes with you. And after a mo like a monumental event uh, to, it's almost like you reminded that there is a connection and, and that's already, that's cool in a VR game because you're like in the world with them. And it's cool to see how they, they up the ante on what you as the reader could do to interact, to help Quill with her adventure. Uh, the first game, it was very cool. I was like, hey, there's a thing that's glowing, and if I pull on it, it helps her get across. That is amplified in this sequel by, like, I don't know, tenfold. Uh, the final level, uh, for example, and, and I got to pull a Chris here. Yes, I completed the game. I beat it. Uh, that's three. The, the final. The that final, I know of. That I know of. <laughs> the final level, it did something I don't know. I could not believe what I was doing. It was, it was mind bending VR twisty goodness. It was, <laughs> it, it was awesome. I couldn't believe what it was, was happening. But uh, the, I think the biggest thing that this, this game's done is it added, it's shown you what it could be. So it's like that, like I said, it took a big second step. And what I mean by that is in the first game, Quill had a sword. She had you like guys, a needle. 
<laughs> what up, John? John's got the laughies. You're killing me with these. You t- I'm doing the thing. Yeah. We're isolating these sound bites and I'm putting them in the chat. Yes. Mind bending VR twisty goodness. Yes. IGN. Yes. It has continued. Yes. But that's true. And that's, and, and but it went from really good gameplay and platforming and VR to like, oh my God, did I take a pill before I hopped in this room? Like it's, it was insane. Uh, so the like game was one- dead. Yeah. It's like, well, John, it's pre-show John and I, we, we showed our disdain for the Grateful Dead and Chris threatened to ban us from the chat. I'm very thankful he didn't. So he's about to push the button. Yeah. Oh, no. Be very careful but, what you say. But the the first game had, it had puzzles uh, that you had to figure out. And these are very, they're kind of intricate puzzles. Like I need Quill to get from A to B. And at some point, me, the reader, AKA the player has to move an object to make it happen. So that's again amplified in Moss Book Two, um, and it's very cool. The, I think the biggest thing they did, and I was saying this a minute ago, is they brought new weapons to Quill. First game she has just what, like a needle sword type deal, uh, but they brought uh, a hammer. I'm gonna call it what's the official term? I don't want to say boomerang, but it's like it's a circle and it cuts you, and she can she can Chakra. throw it. And it comes. Yes, I think I think. But Thanks, yeah, Kirby. so you got that. Yeah. So, and, and so, but this hammer is like a gigantic, you got to think it's a tiny mouse carrying a big hammer. Um, and, and these things you pick up as you go. And in a, in a really good way, you, when you get an ability, you can continue to use it. And there's things in the game later on that you need to continue to use the abilities for. It's not one of the games that I found where you learn ability A and then in just in that world, you use A and never use it again. You move on to ability B use it in that level and then you never use it again not you you kind of keep it going and actually there's some replayability if you're a collector of um these scrolls and 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 these are like little collectibles in the game and, and the way they do it in a vr environment is they'll be just they'll, they'll be tantalizing they'll sit there they're floating and you're like i need I, I need to get that so if you're like me and you have squirrel moments you're like how do i get that scroll as you continue the story. Now the game's not going to take you long. It's a full VR game, but you guys know who play VR. These things aren't going to be, I don't remember if Chris could remember how long Alex was, but these are going to be about four to six hour games. And these are, these are going to be good quality stories in the four to six hours. You're not going to get your 20 to 40, 50 hour masterpiece. Like you would on a, a standard 2d game. Do you remember how long Alex was? Alex is by far the longest standalone VR game I've played. And that was like eight to 10 hours. I want to say, and that's good. Uh, and and that, that of course is PC based. Mm -hmm. So it's got a little bit better power. Uh, and the story is great. And and Chris, if we were to have a VR, you know, side a side B, he's going to tell you, Alex is by far the best VR game he's played. And he's going to recommend it 10 out of 10 times. I'm going to tell you, it used to be uh, a toss-up between Vader or Blood and Truth, but now it's Moss Book 2. I'm going to give you a little teaser there. I think it's one of the greatest VR games, I've, if not the greatest VR game I've ever played. It might be one of the best games in general I have ever, I've ever played. I don't. I, it's hard to talk about the game without spoiling the story because there were some very... There's some big stuff that happens, and if you have half a heart, uh, I've already told you the game makes you feel very connected to Quill. Uh, 
you know, you might find yourself shedding, shedding a tear. Um, it may be of joy or maybe of sadness. I'll let you decide. Uh, it was the first time in the series. Obviously there's been two games that you got to play as another character, which was actually very cool. It reminded me of the metal gear solid, uh, which was that four or three, two, two, it was metal gear two. When you, are you no way? Are you serious? With Raiden? With Raiden, that was two? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Memory has eluded me. But yeah, in, in, in Metal Gear Solid 2, where all of a sudden you were Raiden, you didn't you didn't play the second character in Moss 2 as as long as you did Raiden. Or, but that um, character was was very um you know, very, very intricate. Or if you want uh, there, to go more recent, Sean, there's a little game called The Last of Us Part Two that has a similar thing that goes on. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great point. But that one, I feel like you play that character a long time too. Yeah, you do. Um, but when you when you first play this game, you're gonna feel like it's a continuation of the previous game, and you should because they literally kind of put you there. Uh, but the more you play this game, the more you see what they've done to make everything better. Uh, there, the one thing that I kind of found as far as collectibles as I played it, and this kind of showed you that the game could have an RGP RGP. RPG, RPG element to it. I did she's it. On, she's on video games. Is <laughs> you could collect armor, but it was purely cosmetic, and I don't understand that. Um, you had some enemies that you fight, and and at first they were the same stale enemies as before, but then they got ramped up. Uh, the puzzles were very fun. I, I often think about if, if if in comparison to John and Chris puzzle games, I think more Chris right. Chris enjoys the puzzle and figuring things out. That's not to say John doesn't. You saw that when today I, firsthand. <laughs> yeah. And when I think of John, I think of John really likes to just shoot stuff and play heavy metal music and just just go like hard in the paint, which is which is great. Um well, it added a new it, it added a new enemy, right? I'm talking in terms of enemies. So in the, in your VR landscape, this this enemy rolls into a ball to attack you, but you're you as the reader can grab the enemy and now think that you're playing ping um ping ping not ping pong. Uh you basically hold the animal and you let it go. All right. And the thing like rolls and it hits these things you need. Uh it's great. One and one other knock on the game really is is you know when animation kind of locks. Quill has this this set of skills she does. And if you're starting to do it, you're you're locked in, which could actually hurt you on boss fights. Um, One good thing that this game did is I I completed it and I still wanted more. And that's exactly how I felt at the end of book one. Uh, Does it leave it open for more? Yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely, there's a thing that happens at the very end of the game and it's it's really one of those like cliffhanger things where you go whoa, and it happened. Uh, you know there was a there's also a little time where where there you ha- you learn an ability, uh, and that's another thing added to this game. Other than just weaponry, you learn abilities, uh, and and one of them you can kind of jump really far. And the the game kind of I think the environment lets you slip through things or fall off ledges when you didn't even know you could. Um, but you know, that's, that's to be kind of 
I guess, expected in a VR world. So maybe some of them don't load right. I don't know. Mm. And remember, I said it, the game, I think, I don't know. I, I wish I could look at my playtime. I probably played it for about five to six hours. Uh, I don't want you to get confused, though. And I don't think any of us ever want you to get confused when we say a game's short. That doesn't mean that it's bad. If we say a game's long, that doesn't mean that it's better. It, you kind of are going to get what you get out of it. And if it's a great game, it doesn't matter if it's an hour or 10, you're going to have a good time. And uh you know go from there i will say that uh it it's once again very polished a really good sequel um i don't think that i think i could i i think i'm getting really close to giving you guys a richard um even saying those knocks when you for me something that's really big is when you play a game and how it leaves you when you if you complete it how it leaves you feeling that matters my example, when I started the podcast, I told you guys Tunic had gone to a 10. Uh, because despite being frustrated in Tunic a lot, the exploration, the music, the environment, the connection and the story that I felt, I mean, but without any dialogue, I couldn't read half of it or six, six eighths of it. Like the, it's so you just, it was one of those games, but you, you know, it was awesome. Uh, and in this game, I, it, I can't overstate enough how Quill and, it interacts with you and you become y'all are like homies, you know, like she kind of high fives you when you help her go across a, a thing. She's like dancing, you know, or if you're kind of stuck for a minute, she'll say, Hey, and she'll kind of point and it kind of give you a kickstart on, you know, what to do. Uh, and there are going to be people who, if, if they hear me talk about this the first time, they're going to go watch the trailer and they're going to see a mouse with a sword they're going to go see, like I said, uh, beetles and, and squirrels. Uh, and you're going to think you'd rather go do something else. And that's fine. If you've never played a VR game, I understand that. But if you play a VR game that captures your your imagination, it feels good. Yeah. And and you're you're having a ball playing it. You're going to get lost in it. And, and Moss 2 did that for me, for sure. Uh, between the puzzles, the gameplay, the visuals, I need to say this before I wrap this up. Enjoy what you see because in book one, it I don't remember this. There, I was taking screenshots the whole time I played this game because I couldn't believe the scenery. Uh, going from like a castle to a garden or underneath and I, there were caverns and uh, the scenery that was the backdrop for the 3D adventure was absolutely amazing um and, and and like i said it still wants i still want more i don't know if that's greed i don't know if that means that they 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 only opened up like a the beginning of what this series can be um it's definitely got a future in it because it's got like john asked the question does it set itself up yeah it does uh and i hope that uh, I get a chance to play, you know, as Quill again on a PSVR 2 or the Quest 2, wherever it releases, if it releases, is on both. Um, I definitely think if you own a PSVR or a, uh, eventually a Quest 2 for $39.99, this is a must play. Uh, and I, I tell you, if you haven't played Moss 1, I think you're missing out. What kind of game is this? I understand it's VR, but is it, is it, is it basically a platformer? It, would you say 
Yeah, it's a 3D platformer. Is it Metroidvania in any way? Is there any backtracking? Yeah, uh, I don't remember as much in Moss 1. Mm-hmm. It's not Metro Metroidvania in the sense of what you kind of know. Sure. But yeah, there are things that you're going to see like on the ground that's an icon. You don't know what it is. Eventually you get an ability or a new weapon and you find out that those are tied together. So and especially if you're a collector of things like the scrolls and whatnot, that's where you're going to backtrack. Some of the parts of the game in the story and what you're trying to do, you have to go to side right to get something, eventually to side left to get something. And those two sides let you go down to whatever you're trying to get to. So and in that sense, there's a little bit of, I'll call it Metroidvania, uh, but not quite as much as, say, Metroid. You know what I mean? But yeah, there's um, there's that. It, it's well, Again, John, it's a cute story, and you find out the importance of you as a reader as it relates to this realm uh, of mice and their lore and their battles. And I can't say much more on that because it, that is super spoiler territory. Um, but yeah. What was the movie? And now I'm, I'm going to date myself. Uh, was it Fievel? American Tale? Do you remember? That's a 1991 movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember as a kid, that mouse was, it was an adventure and I loved that. This is not quite that, but in the same sense, it kind of is because you're just a little mouse on this mighty adventure. Everything stacked up against you, but you have the heart. And most importantly, you have a connection with the reader, which is you. And you believe you can literally get through anything. Somewhere. Uh, some, <laughs> some of the greatest visuals I've ever seen. Uh, Crisp played a tease of the kind of, undertone the music is throughout the game that you hear um very beautiful game must play uh do you guys have any questions because you know what this has always reminded me of from afar What's that? What's uh, that? the secrets in them that's better than american tale yes mm-hmm. yes 100 percent. thank you for that mm-hmm. let me pull that up because yes was it Miss Whatever and the Rats of Nim or whatever it's called? Mrs. Bigsby or something. Bris- yeah. Brisby. Brisby. Brisby, yeah. yeah. Auntie Shrew. Yeah, the Great Owl. Yes. It's kind of like that. Uh, we are dating ourselves a little bit. But yeah, Moss is, is she's so cute. And, 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 and then you feel so awesome helping her, you know? So, so and, go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. So, and you might have already answered this, and I apologize if I missed it. Who are you? You're, you're not a, you're not Quill per se, it seems. Right. No, you're, you're not. It's almost like you're the narrator or something or someone so, who's controlling Yeah. So so basically book. you're you're what they call uh you're reading a book, so they call you the reader. It's mm. it's and the way Quill sees you in and in the first game, you kind of saw what you look like cuz you you look down in the water. She kind of motions you to look down and you see what you are. You're not a human per se. You're not an alien. It's you're whatever this is. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, I think it was a, I think it might've been Winnie the Pooh or something. There's this cartoon I saw way back in the day where, where, where I think it was Pooh and Piglet were walking and then they come towards the end of a page and then they look at you as the reader and they're like, are you going to turn this page so that we can keep walking? <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that type of relationship between the player and the character. 
Yeah, it, it's very it's very cool how they do it. Uh, to kind of see what you are on on Quill's screen, there's like a floating orb that's kind of mm-hmm. there, and that's kind of your way of interacting with a block. Uh, if Quill gets damaged or injured, you can put that that sphere over Quill, and you have a control. You can basically heal her. So that's pretty cool, and yeah, it's 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 cool. I I I highly highly recommend this this game if you're a VR player. Now, this is the third game you beat this year, right? Is it of like new releases? I think. It is. Oh yeah, because I beat Horizon Tunic in this. Yeah, yeah. I remember at the beginning of this year, someone made a resolution that they were going to finish the games <laughs> the new games they started and instead they've been focused on getting platinums in resident evil 8 yeah so i'm gonna need john to pick it up come on man <laughs> yeah what are we talking about i said yeah yeah see see he's already forgot. <laughs> yeah. no i i mean I've, I've 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 made a point to finish kirby um i it was one trophy, Chris. I needed that one trophy. It, so it, I sir, how many have you finished? In. Have you yeah. finished Horizon? No, I did barely started that game. I yeah. played ten minutes of that game. And did I you finish like, Dying Light? No. Don't 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 but do this. But I'm but I'm thirty hours into Dying Light. <laughs> he also took him forever to beat Assassin's Creed because that game's 184 hours. Still haven't beat Assassin's Creed because it's 184 <laughs> hours. I'm gonna get on finish, look. In three weeks, when Assassin's Creed Origin comes to Game Pass, I'm going to hop on, and John's going to be playing that. Guarantee it. <laughs> I'll tell you this. If you if you finish this game and you love it, but you're confused about the story, you're not going to be the only one out there. Go to Reddit. There's people out there that explain it a lot better gotcha. as far as spoilers territory goes. Uh, just knowing this one, you're being chased. You got some things, and you decide not to be a coward, and you kind of get a really angry about something and you do it and it's it's pure joy um and as as the twitter folks can see i've left my vr on there it is in the background hmm. just as a nod yeah twitter folks that's right uh twitch folk <laughs> not twitter twitch Sean. old man chat getting them confused as you said you beat this game yeah so if you were to give it a richard what so I'm in a tizzy because uh, if you remember, I beat Horizon, gave it a ten. I've updated Tunic to give it a yeah, ten. Yeah, this is gonna be a thing if you beat a game, you give it. 10. Yeah, if I give it a beat a game, it's a ten. Uh, yeah, I actually want to give this game a ten too. Uh, wow! But for all three reasons, they're all different. They're not perfect. Um, I think I think you mentioned that you thought Elden Ring might be a perfect game. Um, I mm. think when you did your review, you might have said that. Uh, every game, all three of these games have flaws to a to a degree. I think every um, game has flaws, including yeah. Elden Ring. And this game has some flaws, but I think it's more hardware or VR versus like the game. It it, I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do because yeah, I I do think this is a ten for a VR game, and, and it's one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Uh, and th- that could be because of the timing, my age, and where I'm at in my emotions, or who knows what it is. Yeah, I could, you know, it, it would be <laughs> nice to in my emotion. <laughs> yeah, it it could be nice to start my VR li- my life on PSVR with Moss One, in mm. my PSVR life with Book Two, and then move on to quest more quest games and the PSVR Two. So, 
that'd be kind of cool. We'll see where it goes. But if you listen to this review, thank you very much. Uh, again, if you got any questions, particularly if you played this game or have, are going to play Moss or this, uh, based on my recommendation, you know, hit us up however you want to. Let us know what you think about it uh, and enjoy. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. <laughs> news. Nudes. 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 John came in after us and he still somehow did something that made him peek out on my Because he's amazing. I don't know how he did does. it. But uh, I talked a lot. And so Chris and John are going to talk before me in news. So. Wow. Uh, yeah. You wow. Know what? Exactly. You know what, wow. Sean? You can shut up because this first story doesn't even concern you. You don't. Nothing. You totally missed the lead in that he just did by saying, wow. I heard, yeah, I heard it. I heard it. But anyways. I don't believe you. Speaking of wow. <laughs> Blizzard has finally announced its longer rumored dragon theme expansion for World of Warcraft titled Wow. Wow. Dragonflight. Uh, the expansion will take place on the mythical Dragon Isles, feature four zones, and a new starting zone for brand new hero class, the Drakthir. Drak, I don't know Thier. how I say it. Drakthir? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, the, cl- the classes are draconic beings that can switch between dragon and human form and can be either alliance or horde. With the expansion, the game will also raise the level cap to 70. No release date was given for it. But we should expect more news in the months to come. And there were some, uh, you know, noted WoW super fanboy Josh afterwards. Like I was talking to him last this was getting revealed. And uh, he was like, oh, they're bringing this dragon and this great dragon. And, you know, he. Yeah, knew the names of them. Yeah, and everything. So he, he seems to be very excited. I think he said that the early reaction from Asmogold seemed to be positive. But of course, yeah, I was gonna say that too. Yeah, yeah, you know, obviously, I think some people are a little bit reserved, but also just hoping maybe finally they're on the right direction. Definitely seems a lot more uplifting than the R ones, right? In tone, kind of like a Pandera. Yeah, uh, I just uh, the mess that was this last expansion. Whether or not you enjoyed it or not, that's subjective, right? But it did take a beating from its player base so hopefully this this gets good i love we, a good beating we agree though Sean. the way <laughs> you save wow and return it to its former glory is to make the tuscar a playable race in the game i don't think we ever agreed on that you have to agree on this john the tuscar are a race of walruses that wear pants <laughs> <laughs> So imagine Wilford Brimley. Wait, they all look like Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Did we just confirm? He looks like live a, a better life. Yes. Oh, he yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. It's, it's fine. But uh, many people would say, right? So, and and John, are you ready? Because this is going to be the greatest toss over to you ever. So Wild Wild's going to have its next expansion, and it may be. We talked to that same super fan Josh, and he said either you know late 2022 early 2023 maybe spring at the latest uh we also got news that a thing that they have right alongside what they call retail is the players call classic and the long anticipated return of possibly the greatest expansion ever 
is about to happen as well. Well, let's talk more about this, Sean, and I'm glad you pivoted my way. All right, so here we go. In another wow news, Lich King, <laughs> often cited as the best expansion in the history of World of Warcraft, will come to wow classic later this year. The expansion will feature all the classic content from the expansion. How many times are you going to use the word expansion? I didn't write this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the content from the expansion minus the Dungeon Finder system that was first introduced in the original release. Blizzard also made it clear that unlike the previous additional expansion, content, <laughs> classic players will not have an option to stay in the Burning Crusade version of the game, and that all BC characters will move to Lich King once the expansion drops. As far as a future, as, as far as as future content is concerned, Blizzard did not rule out bringing Cataclysm to Classic, but stipulated it would only do so if the community wants it. Cataclysm is often viewed as the dividing point between old and new. Wow. Yeah, and that's because literally a dragon burned it up. Uh, I so it would one thing I don't like, and maybe it's because I'm more of a new Classic player than a Classic old player. Uh, is that if the if the original expansion brought a very important feature, Dungeon Finder, right, to a to the game, and it, Dungeon Finder it still exists to this day, why would you not bring it back? From what I was reading, they think it kind of goes against the spirit of what classic that, is. I know, yeah, what but that group in, of players. In theory, wants. classic was still classic when Lich King came out and introduced dungeon matching. I, uh, okay, it's, it is what it is. I'm excited. It makes me kind of want to play more of Burning Crusades classic, which is very hard to do for me uh, because they are going to force our hands and say, if you're going to play Lich King and you have a character in Burning Crusade, they're not going to stay in Burning Crusade. <laughs> uh, yeah, personally, um, I don't think I would ever go play uh, WoW classic, classic. but... Um, if I'd like if, to see this John would be this would be the one that would pull me, I think for sure. It's legit. Um, you know, uh, the question is, do you think they are going to? Um, I can't see them releasing these at the same time, and they're already yeah, they saying, will. No, they won't because it will divide the play the player base and the big problem they have right now. Of course, in the last couple of years, has been losing you know, the general game population has been, I'm not saying that they're like in danger of, you know, shuddering. But no, but people started playing classic more or Correct. other MMOs than they so, did what we call retail. So yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think it, if they're saying that's here, I think that probably means that maybe about a year from now is when I would predict, maybe we would have the uh, drop for, for uh, what you call it for the dragon flight stuff. And that way, you know, gives everyone some time with everything. John, are you looking at the stream? He put something up there for you, John. That's the it. race. That's the race he wants. Oh, that's, that's disgusting. It. That's exactly. absolutely that is Wilford Brimley. Right. Yeah. Hands down. That is gross. <laughs> they really are the greatest creatures. Uh, uh <laughs> that's awesome. Uh so a game I got for free is now talking about how the reason I got it for free made it just an overall devastation, guys. Uh, I don't think that's why 
But let's read on. What we're talking about is Odd World. According to the creator of Odd World, Soulstorm, PlayStation Plus was devastating to the sales of Odd World, Odd World Soulstorm. Mm-hmm. And this is according to Lauren Lanning, founder of Odd World Inhabitants. The game was downloaded close to 4 million times through PlayStation Plus, which was significantly more than the studio's expectation of 50 to 100,000. On a recent podcast, not Weekly Games Chat, Lanning noted that there was nothing malicious about the deal on Sony's end, but circumstances made it, quote, a double-edged sword. We were supposed to deliver in January, so at that time there wasn't going to be any game machines. We were like, how many could we possibly sell? We needed the money to complete the project, and we thought we did a pretty good deal. In January, there's no way we'll sell more than this because it slipped to April. We had the highest downloaded game on PS5, and it was, I think, approaching close to 4 million units for free because they were all subscriptions. So for us, it was devastating. But sad. Yeah, but so then so then now I'm all of a sudden dumb and I go, so how do the people make money on Xbox? I think they have something a little bit different with that. Yeah, well it's PlayStation needs to get get right, get it tight, you know? Treat the developers right. Yeah. They, well, they 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 came together and agreed on a deal. And they did. They made a crappy game, which probably hurt their their sales. Hurt, they probably hurt their potential to make sales outside of PS Plus. They're like, this is a crappy game, but I'll give it a shot for free. I mean, I think I think the developer needs to be a little bit more self reflective on this, as opposed to saying PlayStation Plus screwed us over, which is not exactly what he said. No. But you know, he you know, this is. It's like you got to take some responsibility for whether you made a good game or not. Well, I didn't play it. I think some of you did a little bit. I think Sean, you yes. played it, did, and I don't think you enjoyed it very much. Not at all. Yeah, and it was free. I think, like even like the way Abe jumped, and like the game was weird. I never played an Odd World game. I mean, I, I expected it to be odd. You know, mm. it just wasn't. I don't know. I think it's not so much that it's, you know, I don't think they were expecting to sell 4 million copies, right? But if you were expecting to sell 50,000 to 100,000, right? And you go, well, we think that's limited because as they said, we think this is going to come out in January. So we were thinking, you know, at this point, there's going to be about 3 million consoles in the wild, right? And, you know, that's that's a pretty low adoption rate. They're being realistic, I think, in that where especially if you say 50,000, I don't think that's too terrible to think for a console that's only two months old and people are just looking for something to play. Right. Mm. Um, So, you know, on their end, they're probably thinking, well, if we'd released this, maybe we would have sold 500,000 or a million even. Right. I don't think they're, you know, which. That's all money coming back to them as opposed. And it, it seems like if anything, I guess that they're saying like we took money to get by at the time. Right. And to, to kind of weather the storm of what this was going to be. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> business deals go bad for you and it just kind of sucks on that. end. but hopefully they're still in a good place where they could try something else again. Um, you know, they've got a lot of woes. I'm sorry, I was texting, 
I didn't do our classic. I didn't help with the pivot. I feel bad. Uh, my wife's my wife. Your wife. Yeah, her best friend texted me. Ooh, about what we're gonna get my wife. Your wife for her birthday. Uh-huh. Did she pick so up that, the kid? Uh, I think that was her head that popped in. I, I thought it was Tinley at the same time. I don't know. That's but funny. I think they're gone, so that means I'm eating pizza again. Nancy's. Uh, I'm t- dude, let's go sit in my truck. Me and Chris <laughs> talked about this, so we got a pizza joint. We'd have to sit in the parking lot on the truck bed with our legs dangling and sharing pizza together. Deep dish pizza at that. Deep dish. That's what's up. It'd be but Yeah, Chris, this is a perfect story to read for you because... You know, while it is woeful, like you just mentioned, it has to do with The Witcher. CD Projekt Red has announced it is delaying the next-gen version of Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. That's what the news team typed, not I. I didn't write this story. Uh, Indefinitely, it no longer has plans to release the upgrade in Q2. Uh, It is speculated that this may be due to the change in developer as the project recently moved back to CD Projekt Red from Saber Interactive. Quote, we have decided to have our in-house development team conduct the remaining work on the next-gen version. We are currently evaluating the scope of the work to be done and thus have to postpone Q2 release until further notice. We'll update you as soon as you can or as we can. Thank you for your continued support. They have promised that this is not in development hell. In other news, the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion is being promised for 2023 and the game has sold 18 million copies and I, millions i think I mean, 18 million suckers out there oh, am i right am i right i'm was calling it? it right now uh the new the new witcher is going to come out before metroid prime 4 facts <laughs> you might be right i think um i read something the other day like so of those 18 million copies right 95% of them or something like that, or maybe it was even 97% of them were sold within the first month and everything else, like regardless of sales and all these updates, right? It hasn't been what's generating for it. Pretty much what they have out there is, is what they've had from day one, but you know, 18 million is also not something to scoff at, right? That's pretty, that puts you in a pretty successful company of games uh, and stuff like that. I don't know why they're even doing this personally other than like, it shouldn't be their focus. I think it should be on the back burner. Um, The Witcher three is a perfectly fine game as is right now. Uh, You know, very playable. And I would just say maybe, you know, um, do this as maybe have a team of three or four people or something like that. Very small team working on this. So I would say instead focus on the cyberpunk DLC and beginning work on your next game. That's probably the better one to do. In my opinion, that may or may not have been discussed, Chris. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What would the, uh, what would the next gen version of the Witcher look like? I mean, I mean, when, once we see it, would Chris say, well, they just drag and dropped the PC version into the thing. And like they, he likes to say that, but <laughs> right. I mean, if, it, if that's what it is, mm-hmm. what's the problem? I don't understand. Are they, unless they're really doing a next gen version that they're going to re that they're going to release on PC as well. Otherwise I, I don't see what the big deal is. It's probably 
differences because I think they're upgrading the console versions of the game versus, you know, pulling the PC one. Uh, I'm guessing that's it, but I have no idea for certain. Um, I mean, the only thing I can even imagine that would be a big upgrade at this point would be the possibility of what 120 frames per second if you want it if you have one of those tvs or they could be making Geralt look like henry cavill Geralt. so was it's not never mind (laughs) sir so i guess it i guess that hasn't been discussed yet um i i know it's been there i mean i don't know pivot look at the (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) but gavin yeah, I was going to say, you know, I forgot what I was going to say, but Gavin. No. But it's not, but it's not, but Gavin. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. My we bad. Ha- we're not time. It's not, it's not time to discuss. But Gavin, Gavin. it hasn't been discussed. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the first episode of Weekly Games Chat <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to Activision Blizzard, Bobby Kodak has yet to have a discussion with Microsoft regarding what his employment status will be following Microsoft's acquisition of the company. Quote, no discussions or negotiations regarding post-closing employment arrangements with Microsoft occurred between Microsoft and Mr. Kodak prior to the approval and execution of the merger agreement and the transactions contemplated thereby or have occurred subsequent to such approval and execution through the date hereof. Now, Now, this is according to a recent filing by the company, which is why it has all this legalese tone to it. Um, sounds like a robot did it, um, but they have until June of 2023 to figure out what they're going to do. That's 14 months with, yeah, with, with Kodak. And let me tell you, this is evidence to me that they're all the same. Activision, Microsoft, PlayStation, the fact that you don't have the sense that you don't have a PR team in place, what seems obvious to everybody else, you need to figure out what you're going to do with the CEO of Activision Blizzard when the deal is finalized. And I don't mean finalized in 2023. When the agreement is made, you have to, I mean, you have to just understand from a PR perspective, people want to know what you're going to do with Bobby Kotick and they don't want to wait till 2023. It's just a little strange that this type of thing was not discussed on the outset uh, from, from the, from the get go. I just think that's, that's baffling to me. And I think Microsoft has a lot to explain about that. I really do. I, I don't know. To me, this sounds. And, I, and this like- is, and this is coming from the guy who if Kotick doesn't leave, I'm not going to blow a gasket. Yeah. I'm just saying that the public at large, this is in the public consciousness and they want to know what's going to happen to this guy. I think more. I don't like, know why. I don't know why they're afraid to tell us. I think more than likely it's just legal. It's it's that thing of you're not going to say what you're going to do to a company until your deal is closed. Much like they've come out and said, we're you know they're very. They'll say things like we're committed to Call of Duty and things like that, but they're not going to say what is being removed right now because sure, then but, you're. Okay, but that's a that's a press release. Would yeah. you just? You give an example of a press release. This is a legal filing. Correct. This, and that's this, why this they're probably saying, this I, is think, the, I think PR people saying, don't touch these people. PR, as you can see from the way the tone of it goes, PR people don't look at these things. These my, are, these are created by lawyers 
and investor relations professionals. Correct. I, my guess is the lawyers are probably filing this in the say there's not something of like, hey, they took this agreement under the understanding that Bobby Kovic is going to leave and that that is already decided and all that because someone could challenge on something. You know, there's probably some legal liability to these things. So my guess is, is you're, you probably have what you submitted, which is to say, what did the original filing say? It said, hey, upon completion of this deal, everything is going to roll up under what is called Xbox Studios Gaming or Gaming Studios, where Phil Spencer will be the CEO of and where all the people at Activision report to him will do it. And then what will you probably see very, if not on day one, you know, very soon right afterwards, probably an understanding with Bobby Koch that he will either retire or, you know, just step down and leave, whatever. I mean, I, that's my guess of what's going to I happen. I think he should buy Microsoft. <laughs> that's what, that's pretty much what, uh, it seemed to be what the wall street journal buy, leaked out. You should put an so, offer in for Twitter. Him. Yeah. Him mm. and Elon can have fun with it. <laughs> he could oh, use the money. Goodness. To get like two percent. Yeah, I uh that's funny. I I think I think here's I think what happened, the deal happens in the midst of you know the S storm that was going on, and then people immediately want what's gonna happen. But in theory, the deals kind of deals are complicated and people in both sides are talking to each other, they're gonna come out with a plan and they technically have a deadline and they're not rushing it. They, they shouldn't rush it. Um, and that's how smart businesses continue to be smart businesses. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll figure out, I mean, we'll, we'll figure out what happens. We'll talk about it and we'll see it. I think it'd um, be a bigger thing. Like if you got further down the road when the deal was closed and he wasn't gone and Phil had to go do an interview and then it would be like, you hope the journalist in the room is like, why is Bobby Koch still at this company? Right. Maybe that's when, but until then, it's not Phil they want to talk to. They they may want to talk to Gavin. <laughs> uh, who the f- is Gavin? Well, this is uh, California's governor, Gavin Newsom, who has been accused of interfering, oh no, in the Activision Blizzard sexual harassment lawsuit. Allegations were made that Newsom was interfering in favor of the company. The office of the governor repeatedly demanded advance notice of litigation strategy and of next steps in the litigation. That was a quote. According to the governor's office, quote, claims of interference by our office are categorically false. Mm -hmm. And they will continue to support DFEH in their efforts to fight all forms of discrimination and protect Californians. The accusations were made by the assistant chief counsel for Cal- counsel, sorry, for California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing after her boss was fired by the governor last month. Proctor resigned in protest. Ooh. Who is Proctor? Wait, where? Uh, Proctor is the lead counsel. The lead counsel. Okay. Oh, uh, Proctor was the person who reported to the lead counsel, and the lead counsel is who they fired. And so Proctor, I think, resigned in protest. That makes but, sense. But uh, you guys know how much I love Gavin Newsom. And to, use, and, and to use a quote from my favorite president, Joe Biden, I think this story is malarkey. I really do. 
I I, th- I think this is I think this was a hype. I, I honest I think probably perhaps Gavin should not have put like direct interest focused direct interest with it from his office to what they were doing because that's the kind of thing that they were trying to ding you know previous administrations for in the White House. But I think the intent behind it was this is a high profile case. And I want to make sure your strategy is good enough to go after after Activision. I can't fathom that a guy like Gavin Newsom would be taking the side of Activision Blizzard in this case. It would be political suicide for him to do so if that got out. That's just my two cents. I don't think it's him doing that for Activision. I'm guessing, if anything, it might be because of trying to appease federal regulators as far as the case. That's my point, but... But the accusation is he's mm. doing this on behalf of Activision Blizzard. Oh, it's like yeah. he's he's wanting to. I mean, no. that's the that's the accusation of Proctor who resigned. Yeah, I don't. She's, yeah, I she's saying she's saying that um, he's doing this to sort of give Activision Blizzard sort of the lay of the land. Here's what their strategy is going to be. Here's what unless unless they unless Activision caught Gavin going into another restaurant unmasked. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? I mean, I just think uh, it's just silly stuff. I will say this. If people keep digging at things, um, you never know what you would find. You never know with a politician what you will find. Maybe Gavin Newsom owns a bunch of Activision stock and isn't too happy with the the hits that are going on there. You know, you would not. That's why. That's why there's a hidden camera in your apartment, Chris. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, you should see the things he does. When he thinks no one's looking, I do them all on stream. I'm, I've called child protective, no pet protection services. <laughs> I just took a selfie. Well, I just <laughs> took a DNA test and turns out you're 100%. That's and John can't finish that song. So that's why we leave it there, huh? She you know what's getting left of July? This is awesome. Well, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is, Sean, because Nintendo and Monolith Soft have announced that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 will launch on July 29th for the Nintendo Switch. The game was previously planned to release in September later in the year. The game follows Noah and his adventures on an ark. Wait, no. That's a different (laughs) one. Uh, Noah and Mio as they travel between the nations of Kiev's and Angus. Angus, land of beef. Um, <laughs> a special edition of the game will also be available exclusively to the My Nintendo store. It includes artwork, the game, a 250-page hardcover book, and a steel case. No pricing on that by chance? No. It's uh, the My Already Nintendo. Uh, the My Nintendo store is like this: when you buy games in the store, you get points, and you can spend those points for certain types of merchandise so i think that's what they mean by this gotcha oh i gotta start buying a lot of games so i can get this it's fine i just i I, um here's the deal about zittle blade john yeah on paper we would love them oh i I love the first one when we start playing them we're gonna age probably 12 years by the time We're done with them. They're long. They're yes. really, really long. They take a lot of time. Let's see. And uh, I'm dying. So <laughs> it's fine. Oh, but it, w- what we need to focus on yeah. is I don't really have a good lead in because I was going to talk about managing our Netflix subscriptions and do we really need to keep them all active at the same time? You know, make, so making, 
making the you, changes necessary. You, you do, you Look, do, you boo guys. So, it, yeah, yeah, if yeah. Chris. If you just mainline the first two games, it's only <laughs> combined. That. What the combined, what just happened? Did he? I'm just looking is, at this. Is he still on Z? Uh, okay. Yes, it's 120 okay. hours to mainline both games. Pretty much. <laughs> now, if you'd want to see some extra stuff, we're going to go up to about 180 hours for both these games. Goodbye. No kidding. And if yeah. you're like Mike and you're actually going to really beat the game. Well, he's not because he's just played that one game he's playing. Well, yeah, he's probably put 900 hours into Resident Evil 8 trying to beat no, that one No, no, thing. no, 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 no. You said like uh, Mike. Oh. Mike is playing some vampire game right now. Well, Mike doesn't finish 99% of things he starts. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. To, to be he's a self-proclaimed completionist, survivor. he's the worst. <laughs> John, he's what? currently playing Vampire Survivor. Which yeah. Is, oh, I like it. Cra- I, I, I don't know. It didn't look... I mean, Chris and I were on that, and we're not trying to be pretentious in any way right now. It's a that fun. was so like 2019. Okay. Right. We, yeah, were, okay. we were ahead of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about these subscription changes. Oh. Nintendo and Sony are changing their online subscription renewal systems following an investigation from the UK government. These changes will now make it harder for subscribers to unknowingly resubscribe to the services when it is time to renew without proper communication. Sony will contact customers who haven't used the service in a long time and instruct them how to cancel their PS Plus subscription. If users neither cancel or return to the service, Sony will stop taking payments. Nintendo will no longer have automatic renewal set as the default option when customers sign up. According to Michael Grinfell, executive director of enforcement at the CMA, that's the country music awards. No, it has to be Um, as (laughs) as the result of our investigation, a number of changes have been made across the sector, protect customers and help tackle concerns about auto renewing subscriptions because we think you're all our children. Canadian music awards. That's, that's an official quote from Mike. Green no. fail. No, he didn't say the children <laughs> part. I, I, like I will this. say that this is a, this is a funny to me because uh, I don't remember I don't remember PlayStation specifically, but Nintendo every year within a month a month or two months they send me an email to let me know the date that my subscription is going to renew, mm. just so I can be prepared for it. Um, That's more of all I want. But, but see, that's the thing. I mean, it's something that Nintendo was already doing yeah. prior to this. And I just, I, I, I just, I just look, if, you, if companies want to do this, that's fine. Um, and, you know, companies can't necessarily say no when a government comes in and says you have to do some changes here. But I just wish we'd rely on consumers to be more responsible consumers. You know, How's that for a hot take from me? That's Isn't a hot that the take. most predictable thing I've ever said? <laughs> so, so, so do you remember a minute ago when I was talking to my wife's best friend? Your she's wife. Also one of, she's one of my best friends, and her husband's yeah. one of my best friends. They're awesome, right? I, you know them. You, wait, you know what, what number are they on your list? They're we the, uh, they're that, the exclusive You're going to want to know yours, and it's going to – so we're talking about birthday stuff. We're texting. She's almost making me laugh, and I'm reading stuff. So I, I say, you can't do that. So they immediately send me this hilarious picture. And then also now he's sending me a joke. I got to read the joke out loud. All right. Do it. Do it. Uh, what concert costs just 45 cents? <laughs> 50 cent when you get Nickelback. You're almost close. You're, you're close. I mean, you're technically got the two artists. The answer yeah. is 50 cent. 
Featuring Nickelback is the way you got to say it because you yeah. get a Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like these kind of things personally. I, I mean, like, of course you do, Chris. I like uh, them. Why? Yeah. Tell of, us why, Chris. Of course, Chris. I like you it. Know. Like, if you think of it, like, for instance, like, you think of credit card companies, right? What do they do if you don't use their cards, like, for about six months to a year? They close your account. Why? Because then they can renegotiate your rates whenever, <laughs> if you ever need their services again, you know, and they can get you a higher APR and make more money off it. I think there's a lot of things out there i'm not saying it's just exclusive to gaming but like literally they make the bulk of their money not because someone actually is using their service but because someone signed up for a thing and it's there and they don't really realize necessarily until they take the time to look at their bank statements i don't want something like i definitely agree it shouldn't be on the companies like especially if you're doing month to month right but when you are talking about like a $60 charge, I do wish that instead of like when you set up the account and you're paying like with a, a prepaid card for $60 you know, dollars, right, for a year, that maybe you just go ahead and say, hey, this is what your expiration date is, as opposed to just go ahead and say, by the way, that credit card we have on file for when you want to purchase something digitally in the store, we're just going to go ahead and presume you want us to charge that when the when you're, you know, subscription is up in one year so that's that's kind of like the medium i i don't want it just to be like this understanding and especially in a world where a lot of the only communication that you get from these companies is through email which can get bogged down and put in the spam folders and easily missed right um I, i'm not huge on that like i want a medium place where there should be some consumer protection but yeah Look, just because you're not using, I haven't used, uh, you know, I didn't use PlayStation Plus for the bulk of last year, I would say. And I was responsible when I canceled it myself, right? But if I was paying it month to month, I don't think it's necessarily Sony's fault to say we are just paying, you know, charging you for the monthly service. If they're, on the other hand, if someone puts a card in, right or pays for the year up front maybe then there should be more of a expectation and that seems to be what this is right um i found this, that i had settlement. Uh, i like it I've it's a medium poll i mm -hmm. didn't use it and i've already have one is it expired no these are brand new they don't expire we, we can we can stick it in the resident evil village case <laughs> is it for ps5 yeah yeah my dad's calling me now well, good good news because I'll talk about another thing you're gonna like, and that's ads and video games. So you could <laughs> you could talk to pops if you needed to. Well, Chris Chris will defend this one. Uh, and well, this I'll one I why <laughs> I think it's bad, but they I thought they already kind of did this. Okay. Exactly, Let's that's read. why I'm like. Eh. Okay, according to reports, and you may have seen this, Microsoft is looking into allowing advertisers uh, to insert, believe it or not, ads because that's what they do into free to play Xbox games. So these would be your Game Pass games, I think. Or are they talking about? I don't like know if they're talking about that. I think they're thinking of like Halo Infinite. Okay, okay, Forza, makes sense. Or not even Forza. I guess maybe it might be for Game Pass, but I think it's mainly their, their truly their free to play offer. Free to play. I got you. Yeah. The program is set to launch by the third quarter of this year. Uh, what does that translate to? Like the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, the ads will show up as rendered billboards in the racing game uh so maybe so, four so 
Maybe just Forza. Yeah. I don't know. At this time, Microsoft has no plans to take a cut of the advertising revenue and is more in- interested in building out Xbox's advertising network. So what they'll do is the revenue from the ads will be shared between the game developers and the ad companies. Maybe this so, Game Pass then. I mean, so... I guess. I, Why, I got a question. Why'd your voice get that high when you said the know. word maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm just... It's it's something where in a perfect world, I do not want advertisement in all in video games, but in a perfect world, I am used to excessive advertising in video games, especially well, things and that's that the I thing, pay if, for. <laughs> well, if we... It, it's already kind of, it does feel like they're already out there, but if we start letting them just, if this is a, the story is saying it's a little different than we're already doing mm-hmm. and we give them like a toe in the water, next thing you know, I watch, you know, movies from the future. They're just movies, but like advertisements are everywhere. Yeah. I don't ever want to get to that, there, but you know. there's a fine line. And the one that walks it the most, honestly, is NBA 2K. Like NBA 2K at times has done things where you're just like, I you can't defend it. It's it, you're just there's there's a difference between saying hey GameStop has an in store promotion this weekend for VC if you want to get extra VC and them coming in and saying by the way uh you know every time you want to do anything load up the game here's a trailer for the new movie that's coming out this week like Fast and Furious Nine or something like that that no. kind of that kind of stuff will irritate the hell out of the gamers because <laughs> they don't want to yeah. see anything. You know, if, if an ad, if an ad is kind of organic and it makes sense to sit on a billboard Correct. as you're driving through the world in Forza, that's one thing. But if, but if Master Chief is behind enemy lines and getting <laughs> blown and it's about to get blown to bits, then pops a Mentos and billboards and, in the back. Yeah, and, it's like and yeah. he just takes off his own and pops a mythos and does. We this. notice you're struggling. Do you need this? <laughs> does Master Chiefs need some Mountain Dew boosters? <laughs> exactly. As long as it's not like obnoxious like that. You know what's obnoxious for I'm, me? I'm like if they advertise the stuff I like. I'm cool with it. <laughs> but but at the same time, I say that with a dichotomy. It's like oh, if 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 he if they're okay with just organic stuff. Much can we push it? Right, they're gonna push sure. the envelope. It's, I think it's like the, it's like Transformers when that uh, when that more Mountain than meets Dew, the eye. When that Mountain no. Dew vending machine turned into a transformer, right. and everybody looked at it and said, "That's definitely a Mountain Dew commercial." Yes. Like, I mean, I think it will be. It's that line, and I I I know this. There will be a point that someone somehow, like an advertiser, will cross a line, sure. and and will piss something. The question is, is then how do they respond? Right. Because like we saw before, like if you want to go maybe some of the differences in the last year or so of like where when Sony's had problems and Microsoft has had PR problems, the difference is Microsoft raises the cost of games with gold and things like that. And then 20 hours, less than 24 hours later goes, we're dumb. We messed up. By the way, free to play games no longer need games with gold. We love you. Thank you very much. Please love us again. Versus like Sony, where they do something and it's like, okay, we'll get around to apologizing and meaning we messed up on this, but it's going to take us about three weeks and about two boardroom meetings with everyone on hands on deck to make sure we're making the right call. Well, what know? if this becomes a tier system? Would you like Game Pass without ads? 
That Would you like happen. Game Pass with ads? That'll that'll be two ninety nine. You know what I mean? Works for it's, Kindle. It's, it's like it's almost like why why are they do, why if 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 Microsoft isn't making any money mm. with this and I, and I believe that um, why are they doing it at all? It's like they're saying it's like they're saying to the d- developers who are putting the games on their on their service going. We know you're not making enough money doing this through Game Pass, so we're going to give you these advertisements to make money on, make some additional cool. I'm about over the fact that Microsoft is always claiming, you know, we're losing money on consoles. We're not going to make money here. They're putting up this front, but I don't for one second, listener, think that Microsoft's not making money. Oh, no. Well, they're admitting here the goal is, right? The goal isn't to make money on the individual ads in the games. I think the goal is, as they say in here, Xbox's advertising network. They want to make it. So in order to get into the portfolio of possible advertisers that can be advertised in Game Pass games, if developers so choose to put it on there or be highlighted on the storefront of the Xbox console network family, you know, you must play, pay us much more money than maybe you're paying right now, right? Um, a higher proceed or something like that. That's the goal. That is the goal. One of my favorite words is chode. (laughs) Yeah. He brings that up because we do have a first time chat uh, from a viewer. It's one of our, one of my friends, John, you know, this person as well. Uh, Welcome to Ketsui TV. You should watch more friend. It's really funny because I'm also looking at the next story, right? You know what my favorite word is? You're going to say Kojima. Yeah, well, we're okay with Kojima basically advertising that he makes every game in every game he makes. And directed and produced. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, Kojima had a little bit of kerfuffle here. in terms Kerfuffle? Of, you know, uh, Hideo Kojima recently posted a photo of the PlayStation Studios uh, logo, leading many to speculate his studio would be joining the ever-expanding PlayStation Studios. However... Kojima followed up minutes later, clarifying his studio is still independent, saying, quote, I seem to have invited misinterpretation, but uh, Koji Pro has been and will continue to be an independent production studio. Sony like, is but, currently like <laughs> Sony is currently on a buying spree. Uh, so the speculation was warranted. I remember the last thing I heard from Kojima, I thought was whatever his next game is, I believe is supposedly being developed in connection with microsoft that was the mm, rumor for a while from jeff grubb yeah, yeah. So, was, uh, phil had a something kojima something in his office yeah i think i don't know kojima. i think kojima is gonna just want to make money he oh, had to do he had to do this for a reason this probably the guy doesn't I, I, this he's too to, smart yeah this had to be this had to be something silent hill yeah <laughs> let's not go down that road <laughs> Oh, show. You know what road we should go down, though, John? Tell me. Finally, this week. John, tell us all about your most favorite Star Wars game. Well, the Force is certainly with Amy Hennig. <gasps> Disgraced game developer Amy Hennig. <laughs> Why is she disgraced, John? (laughs) Is working with Skydance Media on a new Star Wars game. Skydance Media announced the news today. 
Little is known about the project, save that it will be a richly cinematic adventure, action adventure, game featuring an original story. In addition to this announcement, she is currently working on a Marvel game. No release date has been announced yet. And I put disgrace because I knew that you guys would just catch it, but it just slipped right in. <laughs> Wait, what? That's what So, yeah, of course, she's not disgraced in any way. <laughs> I, just, I didn't I know. I couldn't help myself. I had to put that in there because I just you guys think <laughs> for some reason, you <laughs> you guys I, think for some reason I don't like Amy Hennig and I never said you, anything. We have the about, audio, sir. Uh, that we're used, we are we have Roll three. The there are three people in this world that you do not like, and two of them got mentioned in back to back. No, four. I'm sorry, four. There are four people. Can I tell me? Amy Hennig. Okay. Jade Raymond. Okay. Hideo Kojima. Okay. <laughs> Jeff Keighley. <laughs> and and yeah. one that will never make the news, but is in there too, because we even joked about it earlier this week off stream. Oh, yeah. Arthur Geese. <laughs> That's so funny. Or Arthur Geese is legit. Um, yeah. The other ones are not. I, I mean, at <laughs> all. I mean, not even kind of. Listen, I don't. I, I trust Amy Hennig. I know you don't. She I brought, do. She brought me a beloved game that is a beloved series for me in Uncharted, and I think she's going to do good in the world of Star Wars. See, see, what you guys don't remember is Amy. Amy Hennig is the reason I don't like the other guy at Naughty Dog. That's what you guys don't recall. Talk about Druckmann. Yeah, but you liked Druckmann. him until you until love Druckmann. You liked you liked Druckmann until we got to uh, Uncharted Four, right? And then you blamed it on Amy Hennig, and then you really didn't no, like I Druckmann did not once we got. Well, okay, okay. Well, so we're up to six now. So Neil listen, Druckmann, listen. If you do, you remember the original, very first Uncharted Four trailer at E three? Mm-hmm. It it shows Nathan Drake sort of waking up from unconsciousness on on the bank of some river, yes. and it's got like, and you hear, and you hear, um, he's like he's thinking back on a memory, a conversation between him and uh, Sully, mm. and you hear Sully going, "Okay, let's let's do this if this is the if this is what you want to do." He's having that in that trailer. Amy was still involved in that game. And I can tell you, I guarantee you, I'd love to ask her this question. In that, when he's thinking about the conversation, it's because Sully's dead. Mm. In, that, in, in that trailer, Sully was dead. But they were like, nope, we can't kill Sully. That would have been bold. You think I Amy wanted to kill Sully and they wouldn't I think, let her? I think Amy, I think Amy was going to... Wait, just, you're, if you, go, you don't think If you think go back that... and watch that trailer, if you go back and watch that trailer, it's like, gosh... He's he he's reliving this conversation. Yeah. And he has this guilt guilt ridden look on his but, face. Okay, okay. And he's pushing forward, and he's like, "Sully's dead." You don't think that Neil Druckmann would have the courage to kill a supporting character? Not even the main character. Like, that's I, I don't want to. You know what I'm getting at without saying it from another Neil Druckmann game. You know, yeah, I, I think the man Why is willing we... to do anything for narrative yeah. if he thinks it works personally. Because in that game, Chris is talking about that was more than pissed impactful and pissed a bunch of people off in the yeah. process. Yeah, but I mean, I don't Wait, know. Yeah, we, di- we we digress. Uh, 
But oh, but if I was if I was looking for a brand new Star Wars game, you know what I would want? Thirteen, thirteen. Like, no, no, I would want a game where you're Darth Vader hunting the Jedi, mm. and you actually are able to get some of them. Mm-hmm. I would that'd flip. Be, I would flip and love that game. That'd be nice. Or John, I counter with the Adventures of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I got him. I'd Dude, like a the, game the, that the, doesn't. Take. I, I've I've always defended Jar Jar. But can you We're, imagine a game when he's running? But when you're Jar playing, Jar run? when you're playing Lego Star Wars, Sean. Oh, dude! When you get to Episode One and you, I'm, I started on Episode One. He runs like this. Yeah, like he <laughs> like he did when he was scared running. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this is annoying. Even playing with him. Whoa, is whoa, whoa! We have to. Is are we still recording? Yes, because we have a hot take coming in from a listener, uh, a longtime listener of the show, and someone currently on Twitch. Hmm. The hot take from Panda Claus is, and Panda, we got an email from you coming up too, so you're about to be a superstar. Hot take is is a band hammer. Is what's about to be the hot take with that? Yeah, hot take. Uncharted Four was garbage per Panda Claus. Oof. I think that's a hot take. I think I I don't think it was garbage, but nah. Uncharted Four was the beginning of my disdain for Amy Hennig. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it was. It was the beginning of my of of my awakening, if you will, of of Naughty Dog games. I'm like, this is the same gameplay, and mm-hmm. all they seem to care about is story. And saying Game, the word Nate when you die. Gameplay is secondary. I'm like, how many times do we do we do this? I mean, what was the difference in Uncharted Four? You got this grappling hook for some. That was definitely game. fun. And visuals. It was definitely <laughs> um, an upgrade. It was, yeah, it was an upgrade, but it just, it was the, it's, they've used the same old mechanics for six, seven, seven games now. Yeah. And they're amazing. With, with they're the no best mechanics. Oh, oh, come on. You even have to admit that this is not a very solid third person shooter. It's not on the level. Actually, it's not on the level. It's Gears terrible. Of I, yeah. I, yeah it, it's, it's, it, it gets the job done. I'm not yeah, saying that it's, it's broken, clunky though, but well, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The I mean, difference I would is, say last of us part two is that the best. was, I mean, it was, was probably the best. I yeah. mean, they really tightened. I don't, it. I don't know why some people can do really good shooter third person games like division and, two and some just can't. Well, like I think the big thing, I think the big thing with, <laughs> un- whoa, I think the big thing with Uncharted to keep in mind is the platforming, right? Like as much yeah, as I love Gears of War, platform. the most platforming Gears of War have is going over a ledge, right? <laughs> you know, it's not exactly scaling. Hey, Pan- Panda Claus, what's the best uh, Uncharted game? Two or three? So John asked that Please. question because in no chat, one's saying Panda, Panda said, uh, you know, for the record, I did platinum uncharted two and three mm-hmm. yeah i'm interested uh, Pan- to see panda goes on to say the biggest gripe with four was drake's brother yeah i get it yeah they just it's like it's like it's like troy uh troy was hot and they they just felt like they need we to gotta get, get him in we gotta get we gotta get troy in a game i don't know that's just strange what does panda claus say will he say his, if or, he, or if, heck what's his favorite uncharted there you go to no question oh come on thank you i think that's a perfect way to end uh uh, news and get over to emails what do you think chris it's not over (laughs) i think uh this is the part where once we know that uncharted 2 is the preferred of the fans of weekly game shit we have to say we have to wrap it up never (laughs) just to be safe
electronic mail from the future all the way from the year 3000 he has such a good angelic voice that chris uh ladies and gentlemen this is the part of the show where you carry it as a listener because what i just want to say i ragged on these guys last week and they actually kind of came through this week, so I got to give them some props. Yeah, yeah, but you could have waited till I got done with my shtick. Hey. Did you even hear me talking, Chris? Hey. When you know. re-listen to this part, you're going to be like, he was in the middle of his, of his shtick, and I just had to say, hey. Look. And to tell everybody, I beat the game, and they sent in emails. Hey. I didn't even tell them how they sent in emails yet. Hey. Ricky Henderson can't apologize for being Ricky Henderson. <laughs> he just does what Ricky Henderson does. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show that you carry um, because, you know, there's an email section and all this other stuff. We do start off with emails. And if you want to be a part of that conversation, of course, weekly games chat at gmail.com. We got a few we're going to read today. Uh, I'm going to read one because okay. I just want to. Do I'm going to read. Uh, I don't want to read any of the Johns because I think it's fun when John reads it. Chris has to read Juwan. Uh, do I read Joe or Zekri? Up to you. Pick one. I'm going to read Joe. So this is from uh, from Joe. Dear Sean, John, and Chris, plus five to Gryffindor for spelling the names correctly. I don't have a question for all, you all this week, but I wanted to say thanks for a great podcast that you all have. That's what's up. I was flipping through some music not long ago, and Duhas by Ramstein came on, and it made me think of you guys. No! Perfect. Take care and game on. And that's Joe telling that to us. Joe, take care and game on to you. John, uh, Ramstein is a, is a metal band. Um, yeah, they get down. Yeah. Oh, so like Doom? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. 100%. Thanks for the email, Joe. Don't be a stranger, my friend. Boys? Uh, I I guess I, I said I was told I have to re- read. Yeah. Jawan. So. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Sorry I missed last week's episode. I was out of town and didn't write in. You son of a. Uh, but I'm kind of glad others did. I caught the episode at a later, later time, and I'm glad you guys had a good time with Kirby. Hope you guys had a good Easter holiday, and I wanted to say I totally agree with you guys that Nintendo needs a trophy slash achievement system. Question for you guys. What is a trophy or achievement that actually makes you laugh or chuckle when it popped? Uh, There's one achievement (laughs) I will always remember in my gaming years, and that is Call of Duty World of War. I'm so invested in the game's multiplayer that prestige all the way, and I unlocked the last achievement, which said, go get some sun, and it was worth zero points. I will never forget that. Anyways, hope you guys had a good week, and my condolences to Gilbert Gottfried's family. Thoughts and prayers for all. May we not have a real fallout incident with Russia and end up listening to Three Dog Night <laughs> for real. <laughs> Dude. Uh, even, even if that is my favorite DJ of all time. That is funny. Uh, that's, game that's on, funny. Juwan. Game on, Juwan. Good to hear from you, brother. Uh, my favorite. I've had the two of these. This is very recent, so this is why I'm going to say them. The game Tunic had two achievements that made me chuckle. Uh, first one. So there's this big gold door you got to open. No spoilers. When you open it, I think the achievement is what just happened. 
which is funny because you kind of are thinking that this, the really one that sticks out. Uh, so you're in tunic and you beat this boss and you're kind of standing there and the achievement is what now? <laughs> and at that point, you're actually thinking to yourself, you should be, well, what do I do now? <laughs> do you remember that one, Chris? I do. I do remember <laughs> that. Um, I'm trying to think. Funny uh, I mean, the one that probably, uh, if I believe, is um, there was one with Portal, I believe, that pops that says the cake is a lie, which, of course, for anyone who's played that game and understanding where it pops and what's happening, it's it's quite a memorable moment. But uh, I just looked up funny achievements, and I remember this one from Halo 4, mm. pitching a tent. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, and John doesn't care, so we should just move on. It's fine. But no, does he know I'm he's got to read? I'm looking oh, at my trophies, dude. I'm just well. Why don't I calm down and back off of you? Because I love you, huh? Yeah, yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. So, who are you gonna read, John? Is it Zikri? Yeah, Zikri? Go you're gonna read the two Johns because your name's John. Oh, they're oh, look at that. So I should read Zikri. You're going to read Zikri. Yeah. I'll read the two Johns. Okay, I'll read the two Johns. All right, this is from John Marcel. Wait, what? All three. Read the R no, John, then. Okay. I don't know if he was replying. Let me see. Oh. Oh, okay. all three signatures. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, the, yeah. Na- the title, we're, we're so dumb. John is the one who requested Resident Evil Village from John. John said he would oblige. John then asked, let me know by email. Do you want my signature or all three? And their email was all three. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't hurt my ego at all. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, this is from Jonathan. Great name. Nice. Great name. Terrible. Spelled correctly. Just finished giving my wife. Whoa. <laughs> Read it. Read it. It's fine. It's fine. Just finished giving my wife, all, wife? all nine. Nine. Couldn't help but notice she's growing. <laughs> Just read it, John. Just read it. John's like, read it. Read it, John. <laughs> Couldn't help but notice she's growing a nice patch. We all have a good patch. I said, I, I said, am I in Valhalla? Valhalla? The boys at Games Chat love a good patch. Personally, I never, personally, I never wrap it up. What can I say? I don't have DJ money. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. Anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy was nice. <laughs> See you, boy. <laughs> John is a rock star. John John trying to do the DJ noise might be my favorite part. Yeah, burr, 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 burr. He was like, <laughs> I don't have DJ money. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. What up, Uncle Savvy? Wait, sorry. Uh, Oh, nice. Thank you. Uh, to help your ego, that was Bruce John. Uncle uh, Sway, first time chat viewer in Twitch, which we are streaming on live, says that game is going to be worth millions someday with all of our signatures. So, see, Man. there at least is that. Yeah. I and uh, the final email, Chris, you said you're going to read from uh, Panda yeah, Claus. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. What's up, crew? Panda Claus here. Long what up? Time listener, first time emailer. I listen every week. And look forward to every episode. Just wanted to say thanks for the GameStop trade-in tips about two months ago. I took my God of War Edition PS4 Pro along with old games and got a nice chunk of change. 
I bought uh, Icarus or Icarus, Elden Icarus. Ring. Yeah, uh, Elden Ring and Kirby, along with some GameStop goodies. That stock. I don't know what that is. Goodies at GameStop. Recently took in my Xbox One Halo 5 edition, and I am again sitting pretty in some store credit. My one question would be, what video game movies show adaptation would you like to see one day? My personal dream is to see The Legend of Zelda show produced by HBO. Also waiting on Mel Gear Solid movie one day. Game on? Panda Claus. Game on Panda Claus. Produced Let's... by HBO. It's like, why mm. is Zelda nude in every scene? <laughs> right. No, because... Woke up this morning. Got, <laughs> got some rupees again. Dude, HBO has this. <laughs> they got this way of, of really doing nice work. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think. Yeah. I would... Obviously, there's part of me that would dream for a Half-Life, or I'm sorry, a Mass Effect show. But I think actually the universe I would love to see a show done in would be Half-Life. Half-Life would be really interesting, and especially if they can get the scale of those tall walkers when they're going over the city. And Yeah, Tall Walker was in those Fast and Furious movies, right? Yeah, uh, well, until he, until he passed. Paul Walker passed, rest in peace, but I thought Tall yeah. Walker was too. Was that his brother John, that filmed that's his final brother, film? Tall Walker. John, I'm going to steal yours, and I'm sorry about that, but I really, I've, I've grown a fond for this series, even though I've barely played it, and I think it would be an amazing TV show if they did it well, and that is Metroid. Mm. Metroid would be effing amazing. And I think of uh, the way Netflix did Lost in Space. Mm. It could be super awesome. I got to go on mute because Lila's calling me, and she never does. So, John, I, I'm going to hear you. Hey, Lila. I think um, I think Wolfenstein would make a very interesting show. Like the more recent ones here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. that dystopian alternate reality type thing. A little bit more irreverent. Uh, and it kind of, I don't know, it kind of gave me that idea when it came to um, the, what is it? The Man in the High Castle. It kind of gave that premise. And I was just like, wow, that, that you know, Wolfenstein would be an, an interesting Interesting interpretation. I, I I would get a kick out of that. I definitely, definitely. That. Um, let's see. Sean is still on the phone, so I will do the thing. If he doesn't hurry, the f up. I, all right, you. I totally missed what John said because I was on a phone. I'm going to listen to the playback. He doesn't have to repeat it. Uh, yeah. So that is. First of all, really good emails from you guys. I, we appreciate that. And, of course, you, you continue to to give us content because, believe it or not, this part of the show is all on you. Uh, we did have a one – I wanted to bring this up because, uh, basically, I retweeted uh, – and this actually got us personally playing this game today – that IGN reported that Portal 1 and 2 co-writer Eric Wolpaw has shared his desire – to work on a Portal 3, but warns it may be tough to actually get it started at Valve. So I tweeted that out. I said, Chris would be happy for this. Uh, we had some. We had someone, I think it was Mr. Yeah, at Mr. Mad, Mad, Madsian. Um, do they still hold up? To which Chris said, God, yes. And also our friend Acid Sugar said they will hold up for a very long time. And if yes. you're wondering if that tweet gets you excited to play them, if you never have, or if what we just said gets you excited to do that, uh, Chris found that on Steam there was a bundle for both one and two. For how much was it, Chris? It was like fifteen bucks. 
15 bucks. So yeah, uh, and if you know, I mentioned Twitter. If you want to find us on the social media platform known as Twitter, we are at Weekly Games Chat. Uh, please come give us a follow. Just like our three new people, we're going to welcome at Ghost One Hundred and One. Thank you for the follow. Following you back, you are Rocket League Pro wannabe. That's what's mm-hmm. up. You also spread positivity. We like that. At Mac underscore Gun, what's up? Following you back, and at uh, Nicknacks Twenty Nine hitting the follow button to follow you back. Thank you all. Once again, if you want to follow us, it's at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter. This is a reminder that we also have the world's greatest Discord. Uh, I can't stress that enough. Uh, when they get going about all the things they get going about over there, uh, it, it really is a joy. I really love it. Um, and we uh, let's see if we still have. I think we do unless Chris changed it because I didn't. Yep, we still have a pinned tweet that gives you that Discord invite if you want it. All right, so let's close that. There are no emails from Discord. We're going to highlight the show's running around that two-hour mark, so that's a good point to, to, you know, to do what we do. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 353. Thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, please do us a favor and follow us or, you know, give, us, give the show some likes on any platform you downloaded from. Uh, we appreciate you very much. Our email is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Our Twitter, once again, at weeklygameschat. And of course, we have a community over in Discord. Whew, that's a lot to say. We appreciate you very much. I'm going to look to my friends, Chris and John, tell them both that I love them and to also game on. Uh, game on, everybody. Game on, Sean and John. Game on, Chris and Sean. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. And thug life. Man, we got done early. Hope you guys have too early. Yeah. Game on! Game on!